Hello and welcome again to the Prison Officer Podcast. This podcast is a place to talk about the forgotten cops in this country's jails, prisons, and correctional centers. A place for me to try to make sense of a career spent working inside the fence with some of the greatest people that nobody sees or recognizes for the important job they do. In this episode, I want to talk about a taboo subject in corrections. Something that happens to everyone who works in corrections in one form or another, yet it is rarely admitted or discussed openly. And that's manipulation. Staff manipulation comes in two forms. One is when inmates get over on the rules. They trick us or play us. They get an extra tray. They sneak contraband into one of the units. They used our own weaknesses against us, and they caught us with our guard down. It hurts our pride a lot when this happens. It truly causes doubts in some people and visions of revenge in others. My friends that don't work in corrections often ask why I'm so suspicious, and they don't understand that it is because inmates have attempted to manipulate me every day that I have worked in prison for over 28 years. It is what they do. They look for a chink in your armor to exploit, and in some staff they find that chink in the armor, and when they find it, we usually lose a staff member. I want to talk about three things today why inmates manipulate us, how they manipulate us, and how to stop them. You know, when one of our own is not just compromised, but compromised to a level that the inmate or inmates control them, when that staff member has broken the trust that exists between the staff and the facility, when they are involved sexually with an inmate or bringing in hard contraband, or they get fired or they go to prison, it truly devastates and demoralizes everyone that works in that prison. I've dealt with it several times myself. I've lost several co-workers to staff manipulation. Some of it I was aware of and stepped to those staff members and talked to them directly. And it didn't help. And others, you just watch from a distance and you can't help them. It is unimaginable to most of us how this can happen. But to understand how, we need to understand the why. Inmates seek to manipulate staff for several reasons. But I believe the number one reason is control. The ability to make their own decisions is the number one thing we take away from our inmates when they go to prison. They no longer control what they eat, where they go, or what time they go to bed. They want something in their life to control. Sometimes that's another human being, and sometimes it's a staff member. Once an inmate controls a staff member, they gain that lost sense of autonomy. They gain status among their peers, and as a bonus, there is also the reward of sex, drugs, tobacco, or maybe just some fast food from the outside. But one thing is for sure, it didn't happen by accident. Most dirty staff are not compromised overnight. It is usually a long, thought-out, highly choreographed process. It can take weeks or even months to compromise a staff member. But these inmates have nothing but time. It can involve one inmate, but more often than not, there are several inmates involved. And it's nothing but a game to them. They have very little to lose. They will rarely get in trouble because, in the end, it's the staff member who let this happen. When an inmate decides to target a staff member, they look for a few certain personality traits. Staff with racist belief systems or staff who sympathize with a a certain race. Staff with emotional problems or staff who are insecure or oftentimes staff who are perceived as afraid inside the prison. They look for conflicts between staff members or between inmates and staff members that they can exploit. They look for staff with financial difficulties. 
that are going through a divorce or have a gambling problem. They look for staff with addictions to drugs, alcohol. They also look for staff who are promiscuous or who talk about deviant sexual behavior. All of these behaviors put staff at risk of being compromised, of having their traits used against them. So let's talk about how these inmates find out stuff about you. For example, how in the world would they know that you were in the middle of a divorce and having financial problems? Well, someone had to tell them, and it's time to admit that someone was either you or another staff member. We talk while inmates are around. We talk about our problems. We talk about Jim's divorce. We talk about Martha's gambling problem. We give them every piece of information they need. We even make it easier for them by hanging family pictures in our offices, wearing our Dallas Cowboys jacket to work, bringing in a lunch pail with a, a My Kid is an Honor Student at Reed Middle School sticker on it, and we have a stick family on our, rear, our vehicle's rear window that lets inmates know how many kids, dogs, and cats we have. We give them everything they need to start a conversation with us about the things we like and care about. Inmates are masters of observation. A lot of them have had to be very observant to make it in the areas they grew up in. They know how to listen without being seen. As you already know, everything in prison has a price. The fewer people that have it, the higher the price. And one of the most traded commodities in prison is information. There are inmates that specialize in gathering information. And you all know them well. They are your inmate orderly. Yep, that inmate that has never given you an ounce of trouble is on the job gathering information from your office, housing unit, facilities, shop, commissary, wherever. It really surprises me how many staff look to these orderlies and think, man, they like their job. Newsflash, everybody. These inmates do not enjoy cleaning your toilet. They are there to collect information from your area, and then they barter with it or they sell it. They go through your trash. They find your notes, your memos, your receipts from the grocery store. They listen from the orderly closet while you guys talk about everyone Susie and Housing Unit 2 is sleeping with. They mop the floors studiously right outside your office door while you talk to your wife on the phone about the vacation you cannot afford. They keep their head down and treat you with respect so that you will barely notice them. They make your floors look nice for inspection. They make you look good when the boss comes around. As a matter of fact, you can't do without them. They are now valuable to you. My opinion, but the first step in stopping staff manipulation is to rotate orderlies. Every couple of months, you should mix them up. But be ready for the staff crying that they cannot do without inmate mops good. He's the best orderly they ever had. And this is a clue. Remember, inmate mops good isn't there because he likes cleaning your toilet. Now that they have your information, they know what you like or like to talk about, it's just a matter of finding the right inmate to set you up. It may be that same orderly, or it may be another inmate that you think works hard or that you have allowed to slip by with a little rule here or there. They're going to use that information to start a conversation with you about the things you like to talk about. They're going to make you comfortable. You may even start showing them a level of trust. Once they've made you comfortable, they are going to attempt to get you to do something small for them. Let me tell you a little story about myself. I was working a housing unit on evening watch. I had brought in some Chinese food and my inmate orderly was cleaning the hall as I watched from my office. When I finished my Chinese food, I threw the carton in the trash and my orderly was right on it. 
He came to the office, started bundling up the trash, and as he was leaving, he pointed to two soy sauce packets on the corner of the desk. Uh, you want those, boss? I didn't think anything of it, but I waved my hand and said, nah, you can take them. Now, I didn't mean that he could have them personally, but I really didn't care at the time if he took them and didn't throw them away. It was just some soy sauce packets. So two days later, same evening watch, same orderly, cleaning the hallway, he came into my office to take out the trash. Hey boss, you remember them soy sauce packets? I nodded my head. You think you could bring in a couple more of them? They went real good with the rice I made. Now I looked up with my best poker face, but inside my mind was panicking. What had I done? This inmate thinks I'm willing to bring in contraband into prison for him. This inmate is asking me to bring something inside. I knew what I'd done was wrong, even if it wasn't intentional, but I also knew that I was not going to let this go any further. I called the rover to come up and cover for me, and the inmate and I went straight to the lieutenant's office, where I immediately told the lieutenant the whole story with the inmate standing there. I didn't know how much trouble I was going to get in, but I did know that I was not going to let this inmate get his hooks in on me. The lieutenant looked at the inmate, read him the riot act, threatened to lock him up in SEG, and then told him to get out of his office. He didn't want to hear his name again. After the inmate left, he looked at me. I think he could tell how torn up I was, but he took the time to tell me I did the right thing. Then he said, don't ever let them get one up on you, or you will always have that chasing you in the back of your mind when it comes time to make a decision. And I've never forgot that. I have watched many staff walked out. Too many. I've seen staff give up careers, marriages, and friendships. These inmates will never be your friends. Their manipulation never sleeps. It doesn't have to make you paranoid, though, because all staff I have ever seen walked out and made the same mistake, and that mistake is what it takes to not be manipulated in prison. The minute you realize you're being manipulated, that you are doing something wrong, that the pit in your stomach tells you to run away, when that minute comes, go tell someone. Tell a friend. Tell your supervisor. Hell, tell me. I'll help you find someone to talk to. That's it. That's all you have to do. Yes, you may get in trouble. You may even get a few days without pay. But if you tell someone early, the manipulation ends. Even if you have done something enough to get fired, the manipulation ends. Staff manipulation can only occur if it is a secret. When you tell someone else, you've taken the inmate's control away. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope that this helps someone out there. And I hope that you've enjoyed the Prison Officer Podcast. If you haven't already, check out our podcast on Facebook and click that little follow button or leave us a message. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify, click the subscribe button. Until next time, I'm Mike Cantrell. Watch your back and please take care of each other out there behind those walls.